you create your reality by the lens or perspective you choose to see the world through. Receive or miss your calling through the energy you harness from that lens. The choice is yours. Welcome to the Donna One Podcast. So, hello everybody. My name is Muiwawuni, aka Donna One. Um, I own a music agency called BSB Management. Um, I also own a, comp- a production company called Zamani Productions. I co-own it with my friend behind the camera, Zamani. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, man. Yeah. Basically, this podcast thing here yeah, has been on my mind to do for the longest because, I mean, what I would say I'm most popularly known for is um, brand developing and marketing and pushing the musical talent known as Namso Amadi. Well, used to, you know, and that was through my company, BSB Management. And now I just release with a lot of clients on a business level in terms of whatever music business, whether it's shows, whether it's deals. I mean, I have very good working relationships with people like Mandy Berry, UG, Jules, baby, you know, Uncle Jules. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, man, apart from that, obviously, I have my production company. I initially started it because I wanted to work with artists. But I just realized that the dynamics of working with artists is completely different from like the UK. And yeah, I used to be in the UK for like ages just to try and run things like in the music business. Because anyway, as you follow this podcast, my story will be unveiled more and more because I have a lot to say. I promise you. No, 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 no. This is just the first episode. And the thing is, the way I want to run this podcast is I want to do it like in segments. So like this episode, I'm going to title it Self, right? S-E-L-F, self, you know, because like really and truly, the ability to take risks and literally dive into, you know, your purpose involves a lot of um, unlearning mm. because there are a lot of voices that have been put in our heads very early. A lot of voices that actually don't belong to us, but we believe belong to us. And like one of the reasons why I want to start this podcast is to like spark minds, you know, make people think more. Because even being in like a social media era whereby all the information is given to you vastly, and in rapid speed, it's just very hard for a lot of people to actually know what is their opinion and not, you know. And the, the strong delusion is that sometimes a lot of things that you believe. Anyway, I'll get to that. Don't worry about that. But yeah. So like, actually, so we started already. We started? Yeah. So we are recording. We're, no, bro, I'm literally just yeah. moving. Trust yeah. me, fam. This, this is how it's going to yeah. be. Do you understand? Yeah. So yeah, man, self. I mean... My acronym for self, and I hope to give a speech about this one day, is called um, Start Evaluating Life Fully. And the reason why I said that is because, you know, growing up as a child, there are a lot of things that (laughs) shape your subconscious, right? And it first of all starts with your parents. But the problem is the information that your parents have is literally a programming given to them by their parents, right? And when you're a baby, from like the age one to four. First of all, this age is just the age that I use because the thinking fa- the thinking faculty of like the human being, I-, I choose to believe is around four, I may be wrong. But before zero to four, you're just surrounded by your family and the people that they bring around you, right? So you'll notice that babies mimic their mother, you know, like um the security in my house, like I watch her child, she's like two and when her mom is just washing plates, she's literally just doing the same thing. She has no understanding of what it is, but she's just mimicking, right? Because we're creatures of habit. 
you know, we see it, we repeat, we see it, we repeat, and after a while, it just becomes better than us, just, you know, by the programming of action. But then, um, one of the problems with that is the type of programming we get as kids. Because, you see, I'm a Nigerian, right, and coming from a Nigerian household, I, I first of all, believe I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones that managed to take that leap of faith to really educate my parents about the importance of self literally because you know when your parents give birth to you they genuinely feel like yo you are my child so this is what i want for you you know instead of yo my child what do you want for yourself you know because like for the longest mom i love you but you know we've come a long way you understand <laughs> my mom would tell me mom, be a specialist be a specialist um you know you should be a doctor you know doctors don't get sacked and in my mind like and this was when i was young i'm like but mom the hospital is probably owned by someone that is even a doctor. Right. And that's the kind of person I'm trying to be. Yeah. The person that doesn't need to clock in and clock out, yeah. but gets things running, you know? So, yeah. But that to do that, you can't be normal. That's why you always have to sub um, question the, sub sub the subconscious programming. So, yeah, back to that. So as a kid from 0 to 4 now, you're given a lot of information just based off the Nigerian doctrine, you know? Mm -hmm. You know? If you see your mom washing plates, you wash plates, you don't question it. If you see your mom laughing loudly, you might even mimic the way she laughs, you know. There's, there's not a lot of understanding that comes with being a child from that age. But the moment you can think, a lot of things change because there's this subconscious, pro um, there's this subconscious paradigm that's been created, right? And then the thinking faculty comes yeah. and then consciousness becomes a thing. But the way your subconscious um, paradigm has been set is literally directly linear to your thoughts pattern so what do i mean anything you consciously think of is literally from a place of your subconscious i.e your feeling your, your default feeling towards things you know so if you are if you are brought up subconsciously in a loving environment where you see your mom loving your dad chances are consciously you will be more you'll be leaning towards love more than aggression you understand yeah. because this is just what you are growing up like me the reason why i'm optimistic in life but i'm pessimistic in business and i'll probably talk about business in a different way sorry in a different podcast episode but the reason why i'm more optimistic in life is because really and truly yeah i know people just want to be loved but the problem is the only way to truly love is if you know you will be loved back because it's what happens in the navy in the navy when they this is in america in the navy when asked who are the people you select, you know, to join the ranks? It's not the strongest, it's not the smartest. It's the people that, that when it matters most, right, they are literally there for others. When it matters most, most. And that's why strangers can meet each other and give their life for each other. That concept is weird. It's mind-boggling when you think about it. Because I don't know you from Adam, yeah. but like if we're in war, I'm going to jump in front of a bullet yeah. because I know you will do the same thing for me. And that's the concept of human love. Now, obviously, there's a love of God which is just unconditional. And... That's what I personally um, strive to try and achieve. Yeah. But like, as human beings, we need energy to refuel. We need to be refueled every day in terms of energy. Yeah. And that's because literally there's finite, we have finite energy every day. It's one of the reasons why, by default, we have to sleep. You know. So yeah, back to the subconscious programming aspect of things leading to consciousness. So when you now get to the age of like five onwards, when you leave your household, you're now in school, your environment now takes a place into your programming right because you're still young you're still you know easily influenced you're still learning you never stop learning but you're still learning in a place where your brain is still malleable 
and you know you you take on life gradually and slowly right and then you encounter different people who also have different subconscious programmings and then depending on your programming you will now decide what is good for you and what is bad for you right and at that point in time as a child good and bad is very cut and clear because of your subconscious programming your parents have told you this is bad this is good that one is clear and, and done but when you get older and you have the thinking faculty right it's very easy for you to justify a lot of things for example if you see someone get killed right or you can like as a child if you see someone get killed oh this guy killed this person this guy is bad right but as you grow older you can think okay why did he kill this person is he avenging someone you know is he is he an assassin you know there are just so many layers to like the results um, aspect of life you have to question so much which is why you can't judge anybody like there's just so much going on in the world and if you're quick to judge you will miss out on the lesson so yeah now let's fast forward this process of subconscious programming conscious thinking and then adulthood so what i've realized is like the norm in nigeria is people go to school they graduate from school they tell you get married get married they tell you get a job get a job you know, you just you just coast on life, you know. Yeah. You you exist and you don't live, yeah. you know. And there are two different things because those who live question life. If you really want to live, you question life. I've never had a nine to five in my life. In my life. And I told myself I would never because it's the same thing with you, Zamani. Yeah. I just always knew very early that if I wanted to achieve, you know, what the likes of Didi have had had. Because the thing about me is this as a child, my mom wanted me to be a doctor, right? And the issue with that was, I <laughs> was doing okay in science, but I didn't love it. I think, that, I, like, I actually think that's the same thing that happened to me. Yeah. Because, uh, my own dad wanted me to work in CBN. Mm. So, like, I was actually doing well. Like, mm. I loved mathematics. Yeah. At some point, I just found myself doing something different. Exactly. Exactly. At some point, you just find yourself yeah. different. Yeah. Well, for me, what happened was, um, <laughs> when I got to my A-levels, I was obviously doing trash like physics, chemistry, biology, and all of that, right? And then um, I spent about three quarter of my pocket money on two Gucci belts. Wow. Yeah, trash. And then at this point in time, I was like, "Raw, I don't have money." Then I started this thing with my cousins because that's another thing. I didn't have confidence to just go on my own, and I wanted to bring like my my siblings with me because like, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with people, right? Like, like, why Gucci though? Like, I why Gucci? Like, yeah, because it was like there was something that just changed for me. But yeah. that was not actually normal. It's you not. Couldn't actually do that for me. No, it, it's, yeah. it's 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 it goes back to what I'm saying. My subconscious programming when I was a child. So with me, <laughs> as a child, there were a lot of insecurities I had, and and this didn't really come from my household. It was when I left and I saw the world because, you know, when and that's another thing. As a parent, it's very, very hard to actually raise a child. There's no manual to this. So too much love can literally make a child delusional. Because when they receive their first dose of hate, it's, they can get misorientated. And with me, because all I had was love and I never saw aggression, I became timid. So, like, they were cool kids in school. And if I was made fun of, I was just like, ha, ha, cool. So subconsciously, as I grew older, that was still, it's not, it's not something I had addressed because I didn't even know it was a problem. You know, this was just the way I was. And then after a while, I get to secondary school. I see that, yo, man, guys have Gucci belts. I don't have Gucci belts. Jesus Christ, man. I got to flex. But I blew my cash. 
And then you actually feel like you can't ask your parent for that. Yes, because no. you actually feel that your parent won't get you. Yes, apart from that, like my dad is working hard for his money. Yeah. You know, and and these are all things I wouldn't understand because, bro, I never saw my dad wear Gucci belts. So why am I wearing a Gucci belt? Well, the thing is that yeah, for me, like getting things that I couldn't tell my parents about was because I knew that they wouldn't actually support me. Yeah. So even one dad, like to actually have that Fact. for myself. So. That was crazy. Me, I knew like I was changing, mm-hmm. but see, you're on your own. Yeah, that's <laughs> you it. understand? That's so, it. you just have to man up at that point. So, at that point, you just start feeling like, yo, you're, you're actually turning to be a man. Now. Yeah, facts. And bro, like, you, you just literally take risk and yeah. you just don't look back. That's it. So, with me, at that point in time, my back was against the wall. So, mm-hmm. I didn't have any other choice but to start thinking because, I mean, I spent this in my first week and I had like three more weeks in one month because it was monthly pocket money, right? Like 600 pounds. I'd blown like 450 of it. No, like 500 of it, literally. And then I had to do something. So I started something called um, The Bakery with my cousins. We used to wear customized t-shirts. I saw Leo Wayne in one video called Steady Mobbing. He had this shirt called I Am Tunchi. And I was like, yo, man. I Twitter was popping then. So like 2008, 2009, 2010, I really. And no, yeah, 2008. One extending. But yeah, I was like, yo, that's dope. So at first I printed it on my shirt, right? I Am Donna One, right? And then I was like, yo. I'm definitely gonna rock this in school and see the reaction. I mean, everybody was feeling it. I was like, yo, that's dope. They are selling it in school, right? So, what I'll do is I'll order like a bunch online and just hike the price there, right? Cool. Then I discovered that on the website, you can actually, you can actually like create your own shop. I was like, mad, let me do it. They, they called my cousins, you know, so that the work can spread. And they did okay, you know, but the problem is that company, that website was taking like a huge chunk of the cash, right? That's when I said, yo, man, I have to, I have to flip it up. They started selling dashikis. Shout out to Shafiq Mahama. He used to give me free dashikis from Ghana. Because he used to get free dashikis because his pop was president of Ghana at the time. So he would send me dashikis, right? I'll pack them in boxes. I'll go to, to, to Jan, to London. I'll sell them online. I created a website when I was in Nash, you know. Did all of that. Started selling my stuff. And then I started getting a knack of life. As I was doing all of this, my studies was disintegrating because I started understanding like, yo. Man, all these chemistry, physics, biology, I don't even love it, but like, I'm making bread. You understand? I'm making bread. Yeah. Cool. No problem now. So, anyway, let me go back to like the main topic, right? Mm. So, (laughs) when you now realize that a lot of things that you've been forced to do, you don't want to do, the subconscious programming that your parents are giving you automatically leads to fear because you don't want to disappoint them, you know? And sometimes it's not even about disappointment, it's just that. That lack of communication that man, these people don't support me. So there's no point of doing it, you know, because at some point I'll just get demotivated. But the truth is this, I had to actually like isolate myself from my parents. But my mom, no, not my dad more. But my mom, like the first time I told her I wanted to start BSB as a as a management thing, she was the one that gave me the name BSB because of my initials, right? My initials is BSB. But then I changed from my initials to believe strive become. And when I when I when that came to my head, I said, "Man, this is prophetic." So I need to believe, I need to strive, and I need to become. And I did like nobody actually told me this. Man, God is real. I tell you, nobody gave me this. It just came to my head, just like how this came to my head. I don't know where this is going to go, but like I just feel I need to like see my story, and then hopefully it leads to like more things. And I think this is a good introduction because you guys are getting a bit to you know trying to getting to know me now. So yeah, as that happened now. I now realize that, okay, you know what? I'm in school, I'm doing this thing, right? But it doesn't stop me from trying other things while I'm in school. You know, let me just allocate my time properly. So when I was in school, I was still doing parties. You know, I was still making money as I was doing parties. Nottingham became like the party central because of me and 
three of my guys, Buhari, Orizu, and Kopeani, you know. But yeah, as that happened, everything popped. I was making money. Eventually, went to go and do my masters in Birmingham. Started making money, and then after a while, I had a bit of cash, you know. Cool. After my masters, at this point in time, I was, I was managing a couple of people, right, and they actually left me because they were like, "Man, why are you staying in Jan? Go back to Nige. Like it's popping in Nige because I think Obi was popping there. Like Obi was in Nige killing it, right?" And I was like, man, then the sound, that South African bounce that he did, came out. Like, it was mad. So, everybody believed that Nigel was going to go. But I was like, no. For me, because I got insights about the recession that was about to happen because my property is in politics, right? I was like, this is going to be a bad time to go and try and invest there. So, I said, let me just stay here. Let me network. Let me see what I can get. Leaving in Birmingham after my master's, my guy, Yuji, just calls me and he's like, bro, there's somebody you need to listen to, right? And I was like, who? He was like, yo, just come. And Yuji only listens to himself, right? In the car, he plays me tonight by Nonsoa Mali. Now, previously, I heard this on SoundCloud. And I was like, yo, this is mad, man. Who the hell is this? Da, 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 da. And then I found out that, yo, this is the same song I heard, right? But I couldn't find the song because I was in the shower and I heard it. And then after that, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, um, what's it called? Because he distracted me. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. No, yeah, I like all this, like, you know, it's cool, yeah. it's natural. Jesus, it's messing up my eyes. Seriously? Yeah, but it's fine, it's fine. No, it's fine, bro, it's fine. Yeah. It's good. Alright, yeah, yeah, it's cool now. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. So I was saying. Yeah. So, like... So, go back from, um... From... You listening to... So, yeah. So, no, 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 after, after your... Before you GM, did you... Yeah. So, got to Birmingham. Sorry, left Birmingham. Yeah. After I left Birmingham. Came to London, UG picked me up from the train station, and he can't he paid me Nonso. And I had heard Nonso's song, but I didn't know who it was because I was like in the bathroom. When you know when you're on SoundCloud and it's just on shuffle. Went back, went back, couldn't find it, burn it. I'm not even gonna try and look for it again, but it was a dope song. And when I heard it again from UG, I was like, yo, who is this? Told me Nonso. Fast forward, I was playing video games at my house. Um UG calls somebody on FaceTime and he's laughing on FaceTime. And I'm like, yo, guy, who are you who are you talking to? I was like, no, so I'm I was like, no, so I ran. I checked. I checked my. Um, I checked his phone, and I was like, yo, dude, you're sick. I was like, man, listen, I'm not guaranteeing you like anything, but I believe that if we work together, we'll achieve some amazing things, you know. And the rest is history, you know. Glory be to God. But yeah, I say that to say this, right? In life, you must have a holistic vision. Now, my holistic vision eventually is to gain enough leverage to actually you know, do something positive in the political realm in this country because really and truly, I just feel the more intellectual people come out and actually liaise together, we would have enough leverage worldwide to actually attack the problems of this country, you know, different story for a different day. But yeah, after all of that, it then became to a point whereby like, I had to obviously do new things because, you know, Nosso and I parted ways and then um, after that, you know, I now have to think of something to do to actually sustain my life. Came back to Nigeria, met my guys Amani, and we started this production company, and things have just been going well from there. So, I'm telling you this story to actually summarize a few things. The first one is, you have to take a leap of faith on yourself. You know, there are a couple of people that I know that are doing this 9 to 5 thing and don't want to do it. Now, 9 to 5 is not a bad thing, but what I personally don't like is when you don't, when you're doing 9 to 5, and you're saying, yo... I hate my job. No, you love it. Because if you hated it, you would leave. And you actually 
put your money where your mouth is in terms of what you made your job and actually try and build something. It's not easy, man. It's actually not because all these things I've summarized, it took about eight plus years, you know, because I started when I was in A-levels, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I said I'd say this. It's going to take a lot of, you know, believing in yourself. You also have to surround yourself with the right energies to facilitate your, your drive, your passion, because another deep thing about life is the subconscious programming we have is literally what's holding us back because the voices you even have in your head don't belong to you. It belongs to your father's father yeah. that is telling you you must do this yeah. because, I mean, I don't know the reason. They'll just tell you this is what works. Yeah. But, like, never has there been a time whereby, like, you clock in and clock out of work but you still have access to the world, you know? And that's the internet. So people literally just need to believe in themselves and actually try things because you're young and in life you, <laughs> you either suffer in two ways, through discipline or regret. And that is in anything. That's literally anything. If you want to lose weight, cool. Go to the gym, discipline, there's pain in that. Don't go to the gym, keep on chowing, regret, because you're going to add weight. Wait for an exam to try and pass. Is that that you go, wait for the exam, discipline, it hurts. Or you don't read, you fail, it hurts. So, in life, you suffer anyway. Either through discipline or either through regret. And you pick one. So that's a very, very key thing as far as I'm concerned. And then I think the last thing I'll talk about is, you know, what the definition of success is because money is also a very, very, very crippling factor in terms of chasing your goal. Um, yeah, man. Because a lot of people see money as that thing. It's like a mantle of, oh, I'm accomplishing things. The first thing is people really need to have a full understanding of what money is. Money is just a facilitator. It's a tool. And the problem with this tool is it's either it becomes your master, it becomes your slave. You just have to have a real orientation of what money really is. Because here's the thing, money in itself is a concept. The only reason why money has value is because every single human being has agreed that this paper means something. By the time the world is electrical and, God forbid, <laughs> cash doesn't longer exist. And I'm saying God forbid because if... That's actually where we're headed. Yeah, yeah I know, but that would be a huge problem. But we'll discuss that on another um, episode. When you make your money, that doesn't really, you know, it doesn't validate you as a human being. So my definition of success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. That's my definition of success. The progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So if you want to be a nurse, cool. Because a worthy ideal to me is a, is a, it's a, it's an orientation that doesn't involve just yourself. You know, it's an orientation that facilitates other people to attain their own worthy ideals. But it has to be progressive. You know, that's the definition of success. Success. If it's regressive, I don't even believe in failure. I believe in lessons. Actually, so yeah. So life is like the compass in your head is literally a GPS, right? And your perception dictates your 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 attitude dictates your altitude, but your perception dictates your attitude, right? So if you see life through a very pessimistic lens, you are literally channeling negative energy into your life. And that will facilitate into negative responses, negative reactions, negative speech, negative thoughts, because of the way you're seeing it. And what will now happen is the energy you would attract towards yourself will strictly be negative. So you won't get any opportunities because, first of all, people aren't even referring you for anything. Because that's another thing. The way you actually get stuff done is through referrals. It's not through qualifications. Like, all the jobs you've gotten... Yeah. Referrals. Do you understand what I'm saying? Actually, it's referrals. Yeah. It's referrals. Literally. Oh, these guys are dope. You know, and they meet us. They like us. Cool. Do you understand? We form a real relationship. Yeah. These are things we don't teach you in school. 
school teaches you to be employed. It doesn't teach you to be successful. Do you understand? So if you want to be employed, fantastic. Honestly, yeah. We're going to talk about business. We're no, don't worry. Trust me, bro. Like, like, I actually have so much to say. Yeah. Because my experience so far, man, it's been crazy. <laughs> and I really do want to talk about stuff. Yeah, but trust me. Yeah. We, we learned so much about stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I think this this is just a light, you know, discussion. I mean, if you guys want me to have, like, people on, because we're talking about real stuff, you understand? Chasing your life goals, chasing your endeavors actually networking because your network is your net worth believe that that's a fact um understanding that fear is an illusion fear doesn't exist fear is is a result of your subconscious programming leading to paradigms that keep you caged you know there's one of my cousins she really wants to go into fashion right but she keeps on telling me what her father is saying i'm like the reason why this doesn't matter is because the only person that is going to be alive 50 years from now, to feel the regret of your lack of action is you, not your father. So you actually need to understand why it is so important to seize the moment now because it's never been this easy. And like, do you actually know the crazy thing I do tell people? Yeah. That actually fear does not exist. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't actually exist, but mm. the moment we are born, it comes with you. It doesn't come with you. It's like, programmed into you. What do you mean fear is a spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And God in the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. Yeah. Literally, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> if you think fear is something that comes with you, mm-hmm. that's why it's very important that when your when your conscious faculty is developed, you revisit and think why you're afraid of something. Mm-hmm. Very very typical example. My sister is petrified of dogs, right? And I don't know why. And she hasn't gone back to her past to actually face the thing that made her afraid of dogs. You know? She hasn't actually gone to say, why am I afraid of dogs? Oh, they might bite. Did I see them bite anybody? No. So where did this come from? She watched something on TV. Mm-hmm. Maybe she heard something. She heard something. So a lot of things have literally built fear into you. So it doesn't exist. Do you understand? I always say, the thing is, this, it's bad to fear because you live through disappointment twice. So you have to be optimistic. Go in without fear. Well, I think like that's actually different fear. What? The one you're talking about now. Like being afraid of... No, like when you go through things, let, let me explain what I mean. So, if you're afraid that a dog bites you, right, mm-hmm. and then you encounter a dog and it bites you, yeah. you live through it twice. Yeah, okay, so um, that's that's like a different fear. I wish I can figure out that mm-hmm. or something. So, okay, should I see you're being careful in this family? Oh, but the thing is, this I mean, she's afraid of any type of dog. I'm talking about the small one, the big one, bro. Like, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, but like, dogs are animals. You understand? And obviously, it's, it's valid to be afraid of dogs, but not every single dog. Like, there are some dogs I wouldn't approach yeah. because, like you said, being mm-hmm. careful. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> knowledge will allow me to know that this dog is aggressive. Mm-hmm. But if it's a dog that's jumping on everybody, why are you afraid of it? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and it's especially if it's small. So, yeah, fear, is, it's, it doesn't really exist, honestly. And, yeah, the most important thing, work with people that are in your frequency. I can't, I can't, I can't emphasize on this enough. You see, a lot of people... Yeah, like, after we just spoke about fear now, just mm-hmm. came to my head that some people label themselves badly because they are scared of some things, yeah. actually. Yeah. Say, like, ah, I'm, not, I'm not this kind of person. I yeah. don't do this. Because they're actually scared of facing those things. Yeah. It's why, it's why people can know better, but do do better. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. You can know that, man... Like, even after this, right? Mm-hmm. Some people would have picked some things, right? Mm-hmm. But some people, even hearing this, they still wouldn't do anything. And that's because of that paradigm that your subconscious is telling that man, laziness is another thing. 
You understand? Some people, they have everything in their head, but to implement is different. Which is why I say knowledge is in power. The application of knowledge is power. It's power. Yeah. It. yeah. Because you can know, but if you don't do, all you do is know. It's the difference between Wyatt and Cambridge syllabus, mm -hmm. IGCSE. Mm -hmm. Wyatt, you cram, you spit, you don't know jack. Mm -hmm. Cambridge, you have to apply what you've read. Mm -hmm. So the question can come in any way, shape, or form. So you're ready. They'll test you. You'll be tested. And that's what life is. Life is a constant test. And the thing is, every day is a test. So did you pass? Today, did you pass? Do you understand what I'm saying? And <laughs> when I think about it in a deep sense, it's why for me, I'm just working like on my spiritual life. I'm not perfect, though, trust me. But like, I put God first. So there's an orientation in how I approach things. It's why even if I've been backstabbed, I can still help. You know, it's why even if I'm in a bad mood, I don't reflect it around the team. Do you understand? It's why... Even when my mom is being jarring, I can understand that, okay, where is this coming from? Because there is method and there is motive. And what I've stopped doing is judging the method and going deeply to actually understand the motive. Because unless you are like Adolf Hitler, who is just off, off his brain, then I believe there's a little bit of good you know, in everybody. Like I said, I'm optimistic. So yeah, I think I've spoken a lot about a little... Like this is 28 minutes. 28 minutes, right? I'm not even trying to go past like anything crazy. Like I think 30 minutes of me yearning. Mm. Yearning means talking for those that don't know. But yeah, I hope I hope you know you guys subscribe and check you know my YouTube channel. You know I'm gonna have different short short clips on my Instagram as well of like you know little clickbait things because this really isn't for clout and this isn't for everybody. You understand? If you're willing to actually have real conversations about real things that really matter, then like this is the place for you. Even like if you're a random person and you actually want to come on the show, there's an email I'm gonna drop in my description. You can email me, we can have you know a little back and forth on email. Come to my show, let's let's brainstorm, let's talk about things. Because we're here to talk about solutions, we're here to talk about the past and why people are the way they are in the present. Because at the end of the day there's there's a scene I love, which is the people that live in the present planned in the past. So in order to live in the future, he must plan now. You understand? <laughs>